morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Wake Up to Life with Lauren and Nate, your favorite pro-life morning show. I'm Lauren Nitika, President and CEO of Sidewalk Advocates for Life. And I'm Nate Robertson, Vice President of Sidewalk Advocates for Life. And it is such a great joy to be with you again this Friday, each and every Friday, as we talk about what's going on in the pro-life world. We have some breaking news this morning and how we can continue to change the hearts and minds as well as work on legislation on this preeminent issue of our times, the cause of life. That's right. If you're tuning in for the first time, we say that this is the show with everything. We start off with a word of prayer. Uh, Pro-Life Pro-Family headlines, a special interview, a tip, a story, a devotional, more prayer. Again, we say it's all right here, folks. Anyways, thank you all very much for joining us. We are so excited. Everywhere I travel, uh, we hear from so many of you who say that this show is a great encouragement, that this is what you listen to as you're headed out to the abortion facility for your sidewalk advocacy shift. Uh, some of you just say, hey, it's a great way to end the week. So however that we have been a blessing to you and, um, and and we look forward to being a blessing to you. Again, we're just elated to be able to do this show every single week. All right, now uh, Im important things here. Um, I have resurrected a coffee cup from the cabinet that I haven't drunk out of for a while. Is that the is that the correct form of drink? Drink, drink, drunk. A great right? question. Drunk out of in a while. Drink, drink out, out of. of. Drink, drink from. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there, there was always this debate in grammar school. Is it drank or is it drunk? I'm in favor of drunk, like uh, as <laughs> grammatically. <laughs> Please, nobody take that clip and put it somewhere else. That was so funny. I am in favor of drunk. <laughs> Oh, there we go. But my point is, getting back to the the uh, main issue at hand here, I pulled out my coffee cup that says, I work hard so my dog can have a better life. So there you go. Spoken like a true dog mom. So anyways. I, I'm, I'm actually representing Dallas today. I have my heart ate barbecue cup today. So. Proud of you, Nate. That's good. Yep. It's good barbecue here in the promised land. Um, there is. Fun fact, I live three miles from one of the top barbecue joints in the world. It's one of the top 50 barbecue joints in the world, and it's three miles from my house. And it's expensive, so I don't get over there like a ton because I have a nonprofit salary. But uh, it's delicious, and it's amazing. So anyways, you'll have to come to the promised land if you're ever in town. Lauren will take you out for really good barbecue, at the very least at Heart 8. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Very exciting. Well, uh, thank you again for joining us this morning. Uh, first things first, we always start off the, the show the right way, and that is with the word of prayer. So, Nate, you want to get us rolling this morning? Sounds great. Let's pray. Dealer, thank you so much for the opportunity to be together again this Friday. We're just so grateful to be called by you and to be used by you in the great mission to continue to um, help people to acknowledge the life in the womb and to protect that life. God, we're just so grateful for how you have used us and how you continue to use us. God, I pray that you would bless all of those working in the pregnancy health movement today and throughout this weekend, that you would continue to do the work that you have been doing and that you promised to continue to do, which is to bring light to dark places and to show people the truth of the issue of life. God, we're just so grateful again to be here today, and we pray that you'd bless our time together and that you'd continue to protect us and use us in everything that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. By the way, random fun fact that our producer just shared with us, although all you sports fans already know this, I don't even need to say this out loud, 
but the show is airing today, the first day of the World Series, the Texas Rangers, which is the baseball team in my backyard, versus the Arizona Diamondbacks is happening today, folks. So go Rangers. Awesome. Arizona, I'm sorry. But all right. Now on to our headline of the week. And actually, we've got breaking news in Georgia. Happened a little bit earlier this week. And then we're going to get into an update in the great state of Ohio. All eyes are on Ohio with their big abortion vote coming up here very soon. So I'm going to actually pass the baton to Nate. Nate, what is going on in the state of Georgia? Yeah, so great news. This past Tuesday, the Georgia State Supreme Court has affirmed the Georgia Life Act which does protect babies after a heartbeat is detected. So the Supreme, the Georgia Supreme Court's um, quote from Tuesday is, today's majority opinion further explains that Georgia courts must follow the U.S. Supreme Court's most recent pronouncement on the meaning of the U.S. Constitution when determining whether a statutory law violates the Constitution. This is a really powerful quote. And what they are what, what they are explaining is that the Georgia Life Act went into effect before the Dobbs decision. So it was first signed into law before the, the, the Dobbs decision. And then obviously, once the Dobbs decision was made, it should be allowed to go into effect. Well, a, a judge in the state of Georgia had said, no, I want it halted. I, I don't agree with that decision. But what the state Supreme Court in Georgia has issued this week, this past Tuesday, is again clarifying that the state of Georgia, as all other states in the union, must um, really base their judgments on the most recent meanings of the U.S. Constitution handed down from the state Supreme Court. So breaking news out of the state of Georgia, great news that babies are still being protected once heartbeats are detected in the state of Georgia. Now we need to keep working on enforcement because we know that pro-life legislation is only as good as the enforcement. So Lauren, back yeah. to you. Yeah, really, really great news. We're elated for all of you in Georgia. We've got teams of sidewalk advocates in Georgia, and we are just continuing to cheer you on. So thanks be to God, uh, babies will still be saved in the great state of Georgia. So here's what's going on in Ohio. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, issue one is so radical, babies can be aborted up to birth. So the Ohio governor is urging state residents to oppose the abortion ballot measure issue one, saying it's so radical that it would allow aborting babies up to the moment of delivery. And again, the, one of the reasons we're highlighting this this morning is because the governor himself is speaking into this forcefully. He knows what this means for his state. Again, this is the second time the governor has spoken out publicly, urging his, the citizens of his state to vote no on issue one. He said, Fran and I have never done an ad before for a statewide issue or even a local issue, but we both feel very strongly about this. And I think whether you're pro-choice or pro-life, the constitutional amendment that we will be voting on in a couple of weeks just goes way, way too far. DeWine told Fox News Digital at the governor's mansion in Columbus, Ohio, following an ad he ran with Ohio's first lady urging his constituents to vote no on issue one, a November constitutional amendment on abortion. It would allow abortion at any point in pregnancy, DeWine said. It would negate Ohio's law that we've had on the books for many, many years that prohibits partial birth abortion. It also really strikes at parents' rights and the relationship between a parent and, in this case, a daughter, DeWine said. We have a law that says you have to have parental consent in regard to a minor getting an abortion that would be knocked out by this constitutional amendment as well. 
So I would put Ohio in a small category of the most permissive states in the union. And I would argue the most permissive countries in the world in regards to abortion. I don't think it fits Ohio. It's not who we are. It's not where we are. And so again, um, this is this is the, the talk of Ohio right now. This is on so many of our lips here in the pro-life movement as we pray for this state. Uh, we saw not too long ago that Michigan had a ballot initiative where people did not understand what they were voting for. And they basically ushered in abortion until the point of birth in Michigan. And Ohio has the same thing on the ballot. And so we really need to be in prayer for so many of our colleagues and pro-life friends and people of faith and conscience in Ohio that this measure would not be permitted to go through. Um, I had a great discussion the other day with Peter Range of Ohio Right to Life, uh, their executive director, and he's working his tail off right now, traveling the state and educating people and bringing people together around this issue and really letting them know like this is one of the most important votes in, in the, the history of the state of Ohio. So we really need to be in prayer. Again, this is so hot that the governor himself has seen fit to speak into this now a couple of different times. Let's pray that common sense prevails in the state of Ohio. Let's pray that abortion until the point of delivery is not allowed in the great state of Ohio. Uh, we really have to keep vigil for this state and for others like it who are putting things on the ballot that are not clear. And this is what they do is they put something on the ballot, they lump a whole bunch of things together and they get laser focused on something else. And before you know it, abortion until the point of delivery has passed with it. And uh, this is how they're changing state constitutions right now. So Nate, your thoughts on Ohio and where we sit currently. Yeah, I mean, I think, Lauren, you said it so well, but it is such an important moment in the history of Ohio, really in the history of America. Yeah. As we have seen since the Dobbs decision, ballot initiatives continue to be put on the ballot in states, like you mentioned in Michigan. And we have to understand what these ballot initiatives do. The governor of Ohio is exactly right. This rolls back parental rights of, of minors getting abortion. It, it rolls back parental notification. It does allow for abortion till birth. Even for those who support abortion rights up to a point, is this really what they want? And do they want this to be something that is then forced on the citizens of Ohio? Obviously, from our perspective, we don't want it at all. We want life to be um, protected at conception. But even from those who have a different perspective, this is a very extreme law that that study after study, as we do like, you know, public opinion polls, study after study across America, say that the vast majority of Americans do not want abortion past a certain point. So this, again, flies in the face of common sense. It flies in the face of any kind of parental notification. It flies in the face of protecting life past you know, at least the 20 week mark, which which most states were already doing before Dobbs. Yeah. Yeah. So well put, Nate. So we need to keep vigil for our, our states who are doing this and stay aware of how the other side is um, very surreptitiously <laughs> working the system to be able to um, allow abortion until the point of delivery, which is not where Americans are on this issue, right? Which is where it's not where common sense is. It's not where science is. Uh, that's a whole other conversation. But that's most right. people 
of faith and conscience would be the vast majority, really all people, if they, if they know the Lord, right. They right. would never, they would never sanction this. And so right. we have got to keep educating, advocating, standing up and showing up against things like this. So if you are in the great state of Ohio, we love you. We've been praying for you. Thank you for all the work that you're doing to educate your friends and, and family, your neighbors, and we will continue to keep vigil for you. So that's right. Yeah. See? Great. Thanks, Lauren. Yeah. So now I have our victory story today and some really cool news to share with you. I was pulling some information across from screen to screen. So um, give me just a second to do that. But I, I have a great story to share with you out of New Jersey. And really, it's just like uh, uh, multiple stories in one, just highlighting that in New Jersey, we have had advocates in the recent weeks and recent months reporting to us save after save as they are reaching out to mothers in need and mothers in need are taking those offers of help. One of our sites just recently reported that on the same day, they had two young mothers who chose life and that they are journeying with, and that just one week later, they had another one that they are also um, able to celebrate that a life decision was made. And then just recently, I heard another story of one of our other teams in New Jersey who recently um, put on the road a brand new mobile clinic. And on the very first day of that mobile clinic being out in the community, they also were able to reach a young mother in need. So it's just another highlight of what God is continuing to do as we continue to have well-trained, resourced people out on the sidewalks of America's abortion facilities, even in the states that have the most permissive laws about abortion. We are still seeing victories because as we've talked about so much of the time, abortion ends in hearts and minds. When we reach hearts and minds, in those moments and for those people, abortion ends, even when the laws are so permissive. So again, some great victory stories out of the state of New Jersey, babies being saved just over and over again as we continue to reach out with our love and help approach. So thanks, Lauren. Love that. Yeah, it's a good reminder. You know, we used to say this before the Dobbs decision was handed down, that, that Roe v. Wade ends when a mother chooses life for her precious preborn child. Roe v. Wade ends when a community is abortion free, right? Their abortion facility closes its doors for good. And it's still true today that no matter the state law, that we can go to our local abortion facility, the darkest place in our community and affect change. So no matter what your state law is, don't be discouraged. Of course, keep doing the hard work of reaching out to hearts and minds. But in the meantime, we today can go to our local abortion facility and see that horrendous state law, in a sense, end in that moment, right? It's a beautiful right. power that we have. Okay, I have the tip for the week, and here's the tip. My tip is to stay focused, to keep the main thing the main thing. So there was a famous football coach uh, of old who used to say, um, well, he used to stand up in front of his team and hold up the football. And he used to say, gentlemen, this is a football. <laughs> he would go back to the basics, right? And it, it almost seems silly that he would stand in front of his football team and, and, and say this. But the point was that we can get distracted. We can get busy about many things that we're not being called to focus on. And it will take away from the main mission. The enemy is so good about doing this, about throwing up distractions, about 
um, stealing our focus. I've seen this actually out on the sidewalk that we go out to the sidewalk and and we're um, overthinking, you know, the pro-abortion counter protesters. I've literally seen this at, a, at abortion facilities where there are folks out there who are protesting a 40 days for life prayer vigil and they're, you know, the escorts are blasting satanic music and they're dancing in front of the facility in weird costumes and they've got their bazookas and they're, you know, I mean, they're making all sorts of crazy noise and, and the enemy is trying so hard to discourage us, to throw us off our game, to get us to not focus on our mission because he knows just how effective we are when we are laser focused on doing what we are called to do. And so I want to encourage you this morning, especially here in the post-row landscape, as so many of us um, move forward in this great mission to save lives and end abortion, when we are moving towards a goal, understand that the enemy is going to tell you, no, you got to have a split focus over here and over here and over there. And I'm not saying that there aren't some of us that are called to, to multiple things at once, right? I know the special guest that we have this morning uh, he's got his hand in many different things, and there's no doubt in my mind and heart that, that he is doing exactly what he is called to do. But for many of us, especially in different seasons, we're called to focus on one main thing. When we're out on the sidewalk, our main goal is to reach as many mothers as possible with literature, with the good news of pregnancy help information. When we are leading a Sidewalk Advocates for Life team, our goal is to strengthen and love and encourage that team and hold a regular training and gradually build up to full coverage and, um, and not be discouraged when the enemy throws up challenges in our face and, and, and tries to run us off the sidewalk, so to speak. If we are running a, a pro-life, pro-family organization, you know, what is within your mission and what's not? And sometimes we that means saying no to good things, right? Um, believe it or not, that's a tool of the enemy is to get us distracted uh, with a good thing. <laughs> so sometimes it's a good and holy thing to say no to something. So my question to you, just to kind of summarize all of this is, what are you called to do? What are you uniquely called to do in this particular time and season? Um, obviously, we've all been made for such a time as this this particular point in history, what is the Lord calling you to do? And how can you diplomatically say no to everything else that you're not being called to do so that you can do that one thing well, and you can succeed in the valiant mission that God has given you? There you go. So, so good. Thanks, Lauren. That was awesome. Absolutely. My pleasure. All right. Um, speaking of mission, uh, when I think of mission, one of the people that comes to mind is this gentleman. He is, in my humble opinion, one of the Lord's strategic chess pieces on the board. It just seems like he's got his hand in so many different missions and ministries, uh, but he does it judiciously. He does it well. Everything he picks up seems to turn to gold. I'm so grateful for everything that he's done in the pro-life, pro-family movement. So uh, he is no less deserving of a drum roll. So producer, do we have a drum roll as we introduce him? Wow. Good. Of the Law of Life Summit, back for round three. Royce, yeah. so good to see you. How are so you? Good to, so good to be here. So is this my third time on the program? It is. Yes. You are, at least numbers-wise, the favorite there, guest. 
Are there any other contenders for a third round on the show? If we had uh, be right, be right, David be right, the founder of Forty Days for Life. If we had him on again, you guys would be neck and neck. Yeah. Um, okay. Anybody? And I think I think if of, of I think Missy Martina Stone too. Okay. Well, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave her alone. But David B. Right. I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna try to sabotage his third appearance so that I stay in the lead here. That or, sounds like a very. I'm gonna sneak in at the same time he's on so that I'm in for four times because I I want the, the, the crown. That is so smart. I love your strategic yeah. mind, Bryce. It sounds yeah. like such a great Christian strategy. So yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's great. Uh, no, by default, you are the favorite guest. You, wow. you have to be if you're on three times. So I'm going to text David as soon as we get off and tell him. <laughs> Give him a hard time. Friendly competition. Um, uh, let me ask this really important question. Who are you rooting for in the World Series? Oh, um, yeah, I have no idea. Whichever team prays before the game starts is the one okay. I'm rooting for. Well, I'm I would just at, like to say. I'm not at all into baseball. At all. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. You should support the Texas Rangers. Uh, okay. The promised land. Just, I just, like all right. To, yeah. I'll go Good. for Texas. Yeah. I actually have my wife's uncle is a, the manager of a, of a team that won a couple years ago. I'm not going to say which team it is, but um, so when they're playing, we were sort of like, okay, I guess we're rooting for them. Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You're a very loyal, loyal uh, supporter. There you go. Um, <laughs> So I think a lot of people know who you are, but some folks may not. Um, so tell us, who is Royce Hood, the Law of Life Summit, the different projects that you're involved with? And uh, again, I, I'm, I, I used to call you something else. I won't say it here on the show, but now I call you the Lord's strategic chess piece. I like that. That's a mouthful, but yeah, it's right? a good, it sounds, and I like chess. So if I was ever, um, I've been in a situation actually a few times where I'm hiring somebody and I've always, I've never done this, but I've always thought it would be fun to like, as part of the hiring process to challenge them to a game of chess, because <laughs> you can, you can really determine a lot by how a person plays chess. Ooh, right? that's a, that's a good thought. You can. And, uh, right. There's like the methodical strategic, slow, smart way to play, or you can just get like really crazy and do things that are totally unexpected and throw people yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so who is Royce Hood? That's a great question. I almost feel like next time you have me on, we should have my mom join the show. Because oh, yes, the he, best. Yeah, okay. she'd be able to give you some things that I probably can't say. And her perspective is so interesting. She actually just shared a letter with me that she wrote and she had been wanting to share with me for so long, sort of explaining some of the circumstances of my childhood. When I think about like who is Royce Hood, my childhood played such a huge role as it does with all of us. Like, you know, the environment I was in, the love that I was shown and the sacrifices my mother made so that I could have a good life and get sort of pointed in the right direction. So I was born out of wedlock, never knew my biological father. My mother really had a, a lot of um, a lot of struggles just in, in the world that she was living in at the time and some of the decisions that she made. But she always focused on on me and she knew like she was told to have an abortion with me and she really she was poor single mom and just you know that would all of her friends every single friend that she had 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 an abortion or advocated for that so the only people in her life that were like no you can you can have this baby were her family her mom and her dad right and so that's beautiful but a lot of women don't have that they don't have that that support 
back at home to make the, you know, to make the right decision. So anyway, here I am. And there's a lot more to her story than that. But her story is like, wow, I, I feel like she's at the point in her life where she needs to share it. So yeah. that's um, powerful. I don't know if you've ever shared that on the show. I knew that about uh, your story. So you you've got a you got a hero in your mom who yeah, chose life for you. There's so much more. Yeah. So much more to her story that like I, I think but I, I feel like her story could relate. Like there's so many women out there that could relate to her story. Yeah. And and it's timeless. It's a story that just re it's like a cycle. It just repeats over and over and over again. There's yeah. a young her name is Barbara. There's a young Barbara out there right now facing the same challenges that she faced. Um, and so wow. So the work that you're doing is just incredible. So what am I doing? I don't know. You know, I I I really I feel like my very small contribution to the pro-life movement has been through the Law of Life Summit. You know, that is that is something I care a lot about. It's it's been a lot of fun putting that together. And really all it is is a forum. It's an opportunity for for people like yourself that are actually doing real work in the pro-life world to come together, to share strategy, to get inspired, um, and to network. And I feel like it's been fruitful. So hopefully that event will continue. It started back in 2012 and it's been going on ever since. It's always the day before the March for Life. And certainly if anybody here goes to the March for Life, I would encourage you to go to the summit in D.C. Again, always the day before the march, lawlife.org. Registration will be open pretty soon for the D.C. event. And we started doing regional summits about a year or two ago. Actually, just right, we announced the first regional summit in Schaumburg right before the Dobbs leak happened. And yeah. so we were positioned when Dobbs hit as like the first national gathering of pro-life leaders. It was amazing. And so we've kept that going. We did a, a second sort of regional event in Naples, which is taken hold. I don't think we're going to move. The Naples Summit is going to turn into an annual event. It's really a, a hybrid Law of Life Summit. So what is the Law of Life Summit? It doesn't matter who you are. You know, we, we try to invite pro-life workers, leaders, advocates up on the stage. Everybody gets about the same amount of time. We also do panels and things like that. But the Naples Summit is a retreat. Let's get together. Let's kind of get out of the conference room. Let's get off the sidewalk for a few minutes and reflect, retreat a little bit, refresh, and come together as people and figure out ways that we can work together better. Um, and the, the, the image that comes to mind is there's a, um, a movie called Planet of the Apes, right? Where the, um, the, the apes are like just coming into their own. And one of the apes takes a stick and he demonstrates to the other apes who can't talk. He demonstrates like, boom, I can break this stick really easily just by holding it up. But if I take 10 or 12 or 50 sticks and I put them together as a bundle and I try to break them, it's unbreakable. And wow. together we are unbreakable. Together the movement of life the we are unbreakable we know who wins we win our side wins but we have all these challenges along the way so that's what i try to do i want people to kind of be together as much as possible yeah oh, yeah so good yeah that, that, that is, cool. is i just um i have to tell everybody that it is one of my favorite events pro-life events in the country um it is an extremely popular event at the washington dc march for life and I mean, I would actually say after the March itself, it's the most popular event. And if you want a good survey of what is going on in the pro-life, pro-family world, just go to this event and sit there. And in two to three hours, 
you're going to get the A to Z of the pro-life movement. You're going to understand the post-Roe landscape. You're going to understand what's going on in the various states to end abortion. And you're going to see very much how the pro-life movement operates like the body of, uh, of Christ. How, you know, again, the hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. We've got all these beautiful activities and events that are going on that are changing hearts and minds, that are changing culture and thereby changing law. And again, it harkens to the, to the very name, right? So I just thank you so much for this event, Royce, because it's been one of the few places that us national, regional, local pro-life leaders can gather and collaborate and strategize and encourage and bless. And there's so much great fruit that has come from these gatherings. People have gotten together and done strategic initiatives in their states and uh, have seen legislation change and hearts and minds change. And so um, I just want to encourage everybody that if you if you have not attended a Law of Life Summit, check the one out in D.C., check it out in Naples. Uh, again, you can go to lawoflife.org and see the one that's going to be closest to you at the very yeah. least, right? Yeah. yeah, I think um, we are working on doing a Kansas City Summit next um, next year as well. Awesome. So, yeah, and, and I think that would be ideal to have that region. And we try to, like the Naples Summit in particular, Lauren, and I thank you for that great compliment. Um, you know, one of, like, we do excursions, right, which is a little bit different. Uh, like last year, we did an airboat ride with in the Everglades with alligators. This year, we're going to do a dolphin kayaking experience with pro-life leaders and donors. And again, the idea is that we're not, we, like, we need to take a few minutes sometimes, and we need to reflect. And there's something, I grew up on the water in South Florida, and I, I can remember paddling out on my surfboard and just drifting to, to the point where like the shore just looks like a tiny speck and many people would have a heart attack in that situation. But I could just remember sitting there and just feeling so connected to the Lord. I know that's really weird, but being out in the middle of just, you're so small, right? And there's something about being outside. There's something about that silence, getting away from the hustle and bustle when we can really connect and we can hear hear the Lord. We can hear what we're supposed to do. And we do that in fellowship. It's even stronger. So NaplesSummit.com is the second annual Naples Pro-Life Summit. And then LawLife.org is the is the main website. Yeah. In addition to some of these other things, and I, you know, I thank you for asking, you know, I'm involved with film. I've got some a labor of love with some music that I work on. So you just tell me where you want to go and we can go in that direction. <laughs> That's okay. great. Go ahead. Nate's got the next question. So I'm going to pass the baton to him. Yeah, I mean, this has been such a great conversation about what's been going on and about the Law of Life Summit and how it's really impacted the nation, right? And you work with so many different of the pro-life leaders across the nation. What do you feel like in this post-Roe landscape or in the new Dobbs era, however we want to message it, what do you feel like are the greatest challenges in the pro-life movement, but also what are our greatest opportunities? Yeah, I loved what Lauren um, was saying. I think before, was it before we came on, it was, you know, staying focused on mm -hmm. mission. And I thought she was making fun of me when she said that. But, <laughs> um, no. and, I uh, think that is your mission is to have your, your hand in a few different places, but yeah. Yeah. I, you know, my, my attention deficit disorder is a hundred percent a superpower for me just because I'm able to, I'm able to do different things that other people would like blow their mind, but I, I could care less about the color of napkins right? So if you're really an attention to detail person at one of my events, you'll notice like the napkins aren't always the most beautiful. You go to the Sidewalk Advocates Conference and down to a T, it is like perfectly executed, which is why I really would love to steal whoever helped with the Sidewalk Advocates event 
for the Law of Life Summit because I'm ready to kind of pass awesome. the baton over. I feel like the Lord is calling me in different a different direction, possibly in the future. Um, but to answer your question, Nate, I have been so blessed to work with groups like the March for Life. I was a board member until 2019. I'm their outside general counsel now. And it's interesting when you're working in the legal capacity and I'm an attorney, I go from this creative visionary, I don't care about the little details of the napkin to the legal side. When I put that legal hat on, my mind and my focus completely change. At that point, I am focused on the details. I am focused on the, the minute because you have to be right in the law. One of the things I think I've noticed the most as a good thing within the pro-life movement is, is now groups are really starting to work together to shift their focus to the states, which is where we need to be, right? We need to be in DC. Absolutely. People need to go to the March for Life. It's important that we honor the 60 million babies that have been lost, that we remember them, but we make sure Roe is never codified at the federal level. And there's a lot of shenanigans that go on in DC, but at the state level, there are all sorts of crazy things going on, even at the at the minute um, like municipal level. I just had a case on behalf of Thomas More Society. I'm also special counsel with them out of Chicago. They do amazing work. We had a case in Gainesville, of all places, in a red state where a gentleman was holding a sign on the sidewalk and he was given a ticket for praying outside of a, a clinic. Right. And he said, well, I'm not going to pay this. And at one point, the um, officer actually grabbed the sign from him and he got into like a little like tug of war with the sign. And I was like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. Next time, just drop the sign. Um, he got lucky in that instance. But he ended up requesting a court, a court hearing. We're, we're going to go to court. We're getting a $500 fine. He was told that basically he could get arrested again if he does this again. For what? Praying outside of a clinic with, you know, prayer, uh, peacefully protesting and praying outside of a clinic with the sign. So we get to court in front of a judge and the city shows up with their attorney and they drop the case. Yeah, we're, we're, we're dropping the case. And to be honest with you, I was completely disappointed. I was disappointed because I wanted to argue that case. I wanted to set the precedent to win. And I wanted the story to get out that this is happening in little towns across the country. And yeah. this gentleman was brave enough to say, I'm going to challenge this in court. How many of those tickets are issued across the country that we never know about and the people just pay the fine? And the cities are getting away with that. A good point. Right? And so what I, I see right now is that people need to be aware of their rights. They need to make lawful, peaceful decisions when they're advocating for life in front of clinics and they, they can't give up. Yeah, so good. So good, Royce. Yeah. It's, it's a really, I heard a theme in what you just said. It's marching forward. It's marching forward and doing what we're called to do, what we know to do. You know, maybe sometimes what we're being called to do is, is just the very simple thing, right? It's, it's that ordinary holiness, I think, that is winning the day. And I just want to thank you. I, again, sometimes themes emerge in the show. We don't even realize it until the very end. And, and that's kind of what I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say is, I think we're looking for the magic bullet. You know, it's like when you want to lose weight, exercise, eat well, sleep well, take good care of yourself, watch the stress, right? It, it's doing all the normal, regular things well. I, when I was working for 40 Days for Life National, uh, I was, you know, I was, I was conversing often with our founder and national director, David B. Wright, and he, he said to me something so simple, so profound. He said, because we were trying to figure out, you know, what, what helps campaigns, prayer campaigns to go from good to great, and he said, you know, Lauren, I think it's really just as simple as they're doing the basics and they're doing them well. They're doing the basics and they're doing them well. 
Maybe that's something that somebody needs okay. to hear this morning, right? Well, I'm gonna write it down. What's that? that? I'm gonna write that down. It resonates. That's absolutely. Yeah. Do the basics. Do it well. You want to be a good dad? Do the basics. Do it well, right? Bloom, we were does playing. Changing, does that mean changing like poo diapers? Uh, do that well, Royce, and uh, yeah, great will be your reward I, in this heaven. This is a true story for any moms out there. So I actually change a lot of diapers, and I also help cook dinner, by the way. So for any what husbands out husband. there that want help, right? <laughs> but I am really bad at changing diapers when the baby's flopping. Oh. And our little guy Max is like almost a year old, and he flops. Now my wife is like a soup has like superpowers. She can change the diaper while he's standing up wiggling. And it's like completely flawless. If I change the diaper while he's standing up and wiggling, it's like completely sideways. It's a nightmare. I don't know <laughs> if anyone out there can relate, but so I don't even yeah. do it. Like I have to lay him down. Oh, we all have our strengths, right? So maybe that's uh, the next skill that you have to master. Uh, to level up. That's great. Well, we could talk to you all day. We will definitely have you on again before anybody else uh, uh, hits the uh, the three round threshold like you have as our favorite guest. Um, but where can people find you online if they want to learn more about the summit, learn more about you? Where do they go? That's great. Just go to RoyceHood.com. That's my personal website. I have to give a shout out to Choose Life Marketing, who uh, sort of through like a little endorsement deal offered to rebuild that for me. Choose Life Marketing also rebuilt the Law of Life Summit website. So RoySud.com, LawLife.org. And I'll be posting some things. I've got a new initiative I'm going to be launching pretty soon towards the end of the year um, that I, I just feel really called and inspired to do. So, And then I'm working on a great movie project as well. So you can learn all about that, the, those uh, initiatives at RoySud.com. Awesome. Beautiful websites, beautiful ministry. Thank you so much, Royce, for all that you're doing. We really appreciate you and we will Thanks have you on again. Good, sir. So all right, see you soon. Thanks, Royce. <laughs> Thanks. Good to see you. Bye-bye. So good. Great. So good. Really yeah. good. Really great. So really great just to have Royce on a really fun time. I want to go ahead and bring us to our scripts reflection as we get ready to come to the end of our show. And today I had two scriptures that kind of, you know, just really work together in talking about how important it is for us to have kindness as a part of what we're doing. And I think it even goes along with our show today. So um, one scripture is Proverbs chapter 16 or Proverbs 16. Sorry, it's not really a chapter. Proverbs 16, verse 24, which says, pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. And then Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 says, So as those who have been chosen by God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And I think I want to focus on that one just a little bit more right now is, you know, we have such a great opportunity to be those in our culture who are focused on these things, focused on compassion, focused on being kind, focus on, you know, having mercy and humility and gentleness and patience. And so I just want to encourage you that in whatever it is that you find yourself, um, you know, dealing with or if in your interactions on the sidewalk or other interactions that you may have as a part of the pregnancy help movement, or even just interactions that are outside of particularly being focused on the life issue, that we have an opportunity as those who are a part of God's family, right? Those who've been chosen by God, those who've been called by God, those who have taken his offer of salvation and have made it our own, that we have the opportunity to put on 
a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And I would say not even just the opportunity. It's the call of God when we are one with him that we must be embodying these attributes, these characteristics, which are, again, very similar to the fruits of the spirit that are referenced in another scripture, you know, that we would be those who are using our words to be powerful and to be full of love and kindness, and that we would be using our disposition and our actions and the things that we do to show people compassion and humility and show them that we are being patient with them and that we will operate in gentleness. So today I encourage you, take some time, read all of Colossians chapter three, if you can go ahead and read the whole book if you have time and definitely read Proverbs uh, Proverbs 16. There I did it again. It's not Proverbs chapter, it's just Proverbs 16. So read that. And I just really wanna encourage you with those words today. So if you would, let's pray together as we get ready to close out the show. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to be together again this Friday. Thank you for all the great things that you're doing um, around us and through us, and even at times in spite of us. Thank you for using us. Thank you for calling us. And we're just so grateful to be a part of your great mission um, to, to touch the world with, with everything that is you know, godliness and holiness and that we would be those who exhibit kindness and gentleness and humility and patience, that we would show those around us the power of who you are with our gentle words and with our actions that many times don't need any words. So I pray that you would continue to guide us and bless us as we continue to do what you've called us to do. So I pray that um, for sidewalk advocates who are on the sidewalks of abortion facilities today and throughout this weekend, that you would continue to use them to be a sign of hope and help to all those that they encounter. We'll continue to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nate. Great show today. Uh, thanks to Royce Hood and the Law of Life Summit and all the wonderful projects he's involved with, too. And uh, we'll look forward to having him on. And look forward to seeing all of you next week again for another episode of Wake Up to Life with Lauren and Nate. Every Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central, Facebook Live, YouTube, as well as where you get your podcast. Thank you folks for joining us this week. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. See you guys. Have a great week. Bye.